Welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 79, and today we'll be talking about Secret Team. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. Uh, this, I like this episode. Uh, I'm gonna say it, I really like it. Well, yeah, Hunter, as an actor, I think that you can really identify with Steven in this episode. I mean, he showed how good he was in historical friction, but before... Steven, Steven showed what a natural actor he was mm. right here in those, Secret Team. Those were tears on on stage. That, those were stage tears. Those are hard to do. I mean, no wonder Pearl and Amethyst didn't notice what was up. I mean, how could they? Yeah, like, real talk. Steven, you got future, kid. You could be an actor. <laughs> it, it, I was impressed. but um, it, was, it was really funny how obvious it was when Garnet went off script. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I, it's, it's a good episode, uh, a little side thing that it felt, it felt very, uh, cartoony in its, um, like its main plot, if yeah. you know what I mean, like, um, that's fair, hold on, let's see, it was, who storyboarded this one? This was written and storyboarded by Hilary Floredo and Katie Mitroff, didn't, wait, isn't Floredo the one that, uh, normally did, like, the creepy stuff? No, 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 that's Raven and Paul. Okay, okay. What else did Florido do? <clears throat> Wasn't she on... Let me look this up. Alone Together? Yeah, we got Secret Team, we got Alone Together, The Test, Maximum Capacity. Yeah, that's interesting. Open hmm. Book, Political Power, Joyride. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Um... I mean, you want to talk about cartoony little details. I like Pearl angrily dancing away. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that too. When uh, they both go off go off screen to the respective left and right, where Pearl just whoosh, just a good old ballet jump or a leap. It's a leap, very distinct. Got her, got her, got her twirl, got her leap. She's so elegant. I mean, elegant. I mean, I wonder where Sardonyx gets it from, right? Elegant. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a question for you, GC. Okay. Looking at the beginning of this episode, do you think how Amethyst acted would be different given how she's changed? Uh, do you think how she acted in this episode would be different than if this were... Post-reformed? Yeah, post-reformed. I think that she would have been very different in uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, for one, in the fight towards the end... She, again, messed herself up with her own whip. I don't think post-reformed Amethyst would do that anymore. I think post-reformed Amethyst would be much more careful. And I also think post-reformed Amethyst wouldn't, you know, bust Pearl's chops so hard about having the bubble. That's what I thought, too. I mean, just, I'm gonna hold, you know, tattling to Garnet over your head because I want to get a reaction out of you. I, I just, I can't see her doing that anymore, and I love that. I think that's a great turn for Amethyst's character. Yeah, I thought so too, that this is a very specific pre-reform Amethyst thing. Like, it's almost like looking at two different characters. Oh yeah, she's... I mean, it's it's obvious, there's obvious continuity between the two, but I mean, that one episode, that one moment of introspection, she's trying to be a much better person now. Yeah, I... I, I, I think I've said it before, that I have a hard time getting behind Amethyst, like, as a character... Like, I really do. I, I like her now, but at this stage, at this early stage of the series yet, I, I did not like her compared to the other two. Yeah. Burnett and Pearl. 
even even now, like after everything that's happened, I I still feel I feel a bit of trepidation trusting her. Mm. I, I, well, for, I I think everybody knows I did not like Amethyst uh, beginning season. I didn't think she was all that funny. Um, I think like half the time I just felt like she wasn't really making jokes so much as just laughing at things. <laughs> like in yeah. Joking Victim? Yes. Yes. Um, we make a pretty great team. <laughs> that was, that was that was classic first season Amethyst. Classic Amethyst. And I just I felt like she could have been gone. Like I I feel like Amethyst could have left and mm. most of and replaced by anyone. And it would have been replaced by any one of the townspeople even. Like if Lars had like if Lars had joined the team. Hmm. Oh, that's that'd be interesting. His gem weapon is a mop. I'd like to see like Lars, because we haven't really seen an interaction between townspeople and gems that was on the same level, other than Vidalia and Greg. But Greg, Greg's his own like little subspecies of character. <laughs> but yeah, like Vidalia is really the only person we've seen react or like interact with the gems, and it wasn't like. It didn't feel like there were chasms between them. Yeah, I mean, she she and Amethyst are just buds, you know? Yeah, like, it, you could see legitimate interactions between them as though they were friends, and as though they were speaking to one another with intrigue in what the other one was saying. But, like, we've never seen that kind of interaction between Pearl and one of the townspeople, I don't think. Um... I don't think... She and Garnet stay pretty aloof. Yeah, and Garnet, we've only seen it with Garnet, um briefly with jamie if you even want to count that well i mean we we had the beach party episode but that was kind of a special case yeah that was mm, even then i felt i am much older than you yeah <laughs> that was cute that was really cute um what was what was i what was i talking about we we were we were watching talking about secret team yeah yeah secret team um but like amethyst in this one, I felt was definitely like classic first season Amethyst. Yeah. Where, but for some reason, like it didn't it didn't rub me the wrong way. Like it it felt good for chemistry. Uh, yeah, it was because her acting up was yeah. the whole impetus for her and Pearl to work together. And you see a bit of that old flirtation between them again. Yeah, yeah. I know Sophia knows all about that now, don't she? I, I do like that they're uh, they're both showing off in battle and then checking to make sure the other's watching and yeah. they do it again off screen you know before warp tour starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think it's because there's like a specific type of camaraderie between the two that you don't really get with other characters of that both of them recognize and see Garnet as a quote unquote leader because Garnet is Garnet's a fusion. Garnet is leaps and bounds stronger smarter and wiser than both of them yeah and like it's sort of an unspoken thing that garnet is the leader garnet may not see it that way but it's it's how it is oh they definitely see garnet as a scary figure in this episode way more than in any any other episode and although it's weird that their fear of garnet is really put on showcase in this episode when they don't really show that anywhere else but it is true that Garnet, in this episode, literally beats her with both of her hands behind her back. Yeah, and... Just her hands. 
What was this the first time we see Garnet? Um, no, no, no. Wait, we. Well, we saw the yeah. This is after Stephen and the Stevens, but this is when she like really used it. Yeah, because that was impressive. That was a lot of shape shifting. Mm-hmm. Also, also, Pearl says uh, when her and Amethyst are trapped by Garnet's hands, she says, uh, she says to Amethyst, uh, transform, uh, get smaller or something. And then Amethyst is like, no, you do it. So I think Pearl can. I think she can. We have never been given any indication that Pearl can't shapeshift, except for the fact that she never has. But when she's giving the lecture. Yeah, that's really the only thing. When she's giving the lecture in Catfinger, she says, all gems can do it. And then again here, you know, she... Amethyst seems to think she can do it, so she must have done it at some point. I mean, other people are hypothesizing that, oh, you know, maybe Pearl's been pulling the wool over their eyes for thousands of years and she can't actually shapeshift. And I just, why, why, A, why would she lie about that? And B, why is it so hard to think that Pearl is just A, maybe not very good at shapeshifting, or perhaps just B, doesn't like to do it? Yeah, maybe Pearl's can't. Maybe just like pearls. Like, it's just a pearl thing. Well, I don't think pearls can summon weapons usually either, but we see we see our pearl can. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, we don't know that pearls can't. It just, w- it just like, I agree that it wouldn't make sense for a servant class gym. Unless they were just using them as cannon fodder. Yeah, they've never said that pearls can't, but, you know, the gems are always, like, a purpose for everything, and everything, you know, according to its purpose, why would a servant be able to summon its weapon? Yeah, I can see that. That's interesting. I mean, Peridot's a technician, and in When It Rains, she doesn't attempt to summon a weapon even when they're under severe threat, because, you know, she's not a soldier. Steven is a corpse. That's his job. Correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't it say in the uh, the guide to the crystal gems that Peridot's weapon were her hands? I thought it said gem technology. Okay, yeah, gem technology. Hmm. Do you think that that would uh? Hmm. Do you think that like all Peridots are just like like all tech comes from Peridots? Eh. I don't think so. She's a technician, and mm. they've made it pretty clear. They've implied very heavily that she's a low-level gem. I would think that the new gem technology would come from a more lofty, you know, a gem with a loftier position. Mm. You know, not a Maybe. not a grunt. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. Mm. She she is like a ruby of the gem tech world. Yeah, sure, she works with technology, but very disposable, very low-level. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Another thing. The gem shards. We we see here, like, knowing what we know and seeing what we've seen before, I feel like this is a very casual display of gem shards. How so? Um, just, it just sort of happened. Like, there was no mention of, like, the tragedy or the travesty of, like, all these bits and pieces of dead beings... And these broken people, just like their limbs coming back to life. Yeah, I guess that's true. They they introduced us to the concept of gem shards in Frivo, but those weren't trying to project bodies. Those had to be given bodies. Yeah. Those gem shards, I felt, 
Well, because this this comes back to the whole thing of like, are like magical objects powered by actual uh, beings, like the gem beings, like uh, Lapis's mirror. Like, it are all gem artifacts like the mirror, where they have a gem trapped inside. Well, there's the desert glass. Yeah. Although, according to Mister Burnett, that's a corrupted gem, not a not a gem artifact. I. Hmm. I don't know, but it, I think it looks like a gem artifact. I mean, it. I can imagine that it's a corrupted gem, but like it's attached to a pillow. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I find it hard to believe that the being includes the pillow. I mean, maybe it is technically a corrupted gem because the art, unlike the, unlike the Lapis's mirror, it was exposed to whatever corrupted all the other gems. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it became corrupted while still being a gem-powered yeah. artifact. I I could buy that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And plus, it didn't seem to have like a mind of its own, like Lapis's did. I think it had a mind of its own. It was trying to. It was trying to get Stephen killed by Lion. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for it, Lion turned out to be friendly to Stephen. Yeah. But it was very. I mean, huge coincidence. Otherwise. Yeah. When I when I when I say mind of its own, I mean like I mean like a higher thinking level. Like it oh, was okay. it it definitely was like trying to protect itself on a very base carnal level, a lot like uh the centipedal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, I see I see what you mean. But that's that's again like an entirely different class of like corrupt gem and corrupt gem that also has to be powering also happens to be powering an artifact, which is what I believe. I do believe that is an artifact. No matter what Matt Burnett says, like it's a grub gym powering an artifact. Yeah. So what we what we know about the pre- about the gem shards, especially from keeping it together, I'm assuming that these were some of the crystal gem gem shards that they were able to recover. But God, why why was Pearl looking at the bubble? I don't think it was nostalgia for Rose. I think she was looking for a friend or something. Yeah, like I I can definitely imagine these gems being people that they fought with or at least people that uh pearl knew or was familiar with but that kind of all goes down the drain when like their main concern isn't oh no the memories of these people or oh god i've i've done something horrible uh their gym shards are coming back to life all mindless it's oh my god garnet did you see how casually she was carrying around the gem yeah. shards in frybo mm-hmm. i mean they're dead gems but so so she has some reverence for them in that regard but it's it's not like it's not like a person's remains to us it's at best like a person's personal effects to them not the person's remains itself or themselves yeah of course she could have just been telling the truth of that looking at it to react to rose's bubble because maybe there's a reason that uh they were placed in rose's bubble specifically Maybe. I mean, Rose had been trying to heal corrupted gems, mm-hmm. but maybe she was trying to restore some level of sapience to the gem shards. I don't know. Hmm. We we can't really know. So so many things the show needs to come back to. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid we're gonna be left with a lot of loose ends. Like there's there's a lot that they need to explain that nothing short of a show bible Ooh. wouldn't wouldn't be. That would be yeah. wonderful. I would love I would love a Steven Universe Bible. 
that like may, maybe maybe when the show is done uh, somebody can uh, leak it to the internet for us and mm-hmm. uh, we would be eternally grateful to that anonymous person mm-hmm. but like burn to... it <laughs> Matt, Matt. <laughs> to know to know the answers to so many of these mysteries that I guess the show just wouldn't really have time. I mean, because it would be kind of weird. It's like, oh, hey, guys, you remember that bubble with the gem shards? <laughs> hmm. um, then again, they did the stuff like Connie's bracelet appearing in episode one. So yeah. they are not averse to this kind of foreshadowing. Yeah, they're they know exactly what they're doing. I think I feel like they've had most of this planned out. I feel like they have the entirety of season one planned out. Uh as when the show started yeah i mean you were you were talking about centipedal before that's another one i honestly expected that plot line to be returned to much sooner yeah but i guess with the they wanted up the stakes with the cluster so they kind of they can only do so many plot lines at once what was what was the recent episode i think i think it was the episode where um peridot came back that where all we had was the all we had was the show title or the episode title, and we thought, "Ooh, Cinepedal! It's gonna be Cinepedal!" Oh, oh. people Kitchen want release. People yes. want their Cinepedal. I want I Cinepedal. Know. I mean, yeah. Stephen has Stephen needs a gem friend. Like Connie's a Connie's a good human friend, but he doesn't. I mean, he Amethyst is the closest thing to a gem friend he has. And she's always, like, going through something. Oh, yeah. Amethyst is always... She's always getting into trouble. I mean, now yeah. that she's more mature, hopefully. Yeah, and, like, he, I think I said it before when we were covering Tiger Millionaire that Amethyst, she just sort of, like, she she doesn't treat Steven poorly, and she doesn't treat him, like, the best, but it's just... She treats him like he's just sort of there. And like, if he wasn't there, it wouldn't like be anything different. Yeah, like Steven, I'm just using you to get the tag team bout. Yeah, it just it. I'm not saying that Amethyst doesn't care for Steven. She just does. She's not very good at caring yeah, for anybody. Th- yeah, that's what I was about to say. That like, I don't. I just don't think Amethyst is very good at showing that she cares. I don't know. But in in this episode, Steven had. I love when he's going to the to the fry shop and he's just babbling That's and then he cute. chugs the fry bits. That was leaves. Yeah. <laughs> that was super cute. That kid uh, keeps getting weirder. Yeah. And also this this isn't just looking back at pre Amethyst. This is looking back at pre Steven. Back when he was a lot more child childlike, you know? Like it, Oh yeah. Like yeah. he he's innocent and he's childish in now but he wouldn't just completely miss the point of like he would understand the gravity of the situation i feel if this were to take place presently yeah i think i think current steven would have would have reacted a lot differently he still probably would have been insisting on going to guard it but i Mm -hmm. I don't think that he would have left his special hat at the big donut in an attempt to get pearl and amethyst to hang out with each other some more yeah, I mean that was, it was a cute gag, but that definitely it definitely dates this episode. I'll say that. <laughs> young Steven, yeah. Very 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 young Steven kind of thing to do. Yeah. Um also uh now we see in this episode that um knowing what we know uh with the the drama that unfolds between Pearl and Garnet. Um Pearl 
Pearl does not hesitate to be deceptive. <laughs> she does not like. She doesn't waste a minute. It is just right she's up. Like, she's not going find to out. find out. <laughs> yeah, it's. Ooh, Pearl. Uh, Pearl is a tricky mistress. Stephen, I can't believe you. Yeah, that. Okay, okay. That for a second, I was. I was about ready to flip my desk. Pearl, what? Come on, Pearl. Come on. Okay. In her defense, Stephen jumped uh, jumped under that bus himself. He was going to True. take one for the secret team. And I mean, Amethyst was just as willing to let it happen. It's just Pearl. I expect Pearl, more from Pearl. Yeah, Pearl goes the extra step and, you know, scolds him. Yeah. I, I guess because Garnet would expect it of her. Pearl yeah, is like, like, Pearl is supposed to be the nurturing one. She is supposed to be the one that, like, sort of stepped in as the, like, mother hen role in Steven's life. And then this kind of comes up. Pearl, you are so immature. I think like, this we, just... We I learned this, this later on. To, I think this was meant to show just how afraid of Garnet she is. Because this is not something she would normally do. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. We see that Pearl's deceptive. And then we see later that Pearl's still deceptive. I don't know who True Pearl is. I think True Pearl is... A little, like, she's self-centered. I think, uh, I'll, I'll say that. Pearl's a little self-centered. Like, because even when she is going the extra mile to help or to, like, put her extra foot forward, it's a, it's still about her. It's not about, like, helping someone. It's about her giving help. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think, was, yeah. But of she course, was in you know, pieces that's... with the whole Garnet thing. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how much thought they put into characterizing pearl because i mean it would be a brilliant master stroke of foreplanning if she's deceptive like this because pearls are supposed to be servants and therefore she always has to be portraying a very specific face to her boss and to the mm. outside world just like blue pearl just stands there all day all day in her fancy pose we have no idea what's going on inside her head because as far as anyone else is supposed to know nothing's supposed to be going on in there but as we've seen from our Pearl, they clearly have minds of their own, even though they're not supposed to show it. That's interesting. That's interesting to think about. Yeah. So, I mean, de depending on how far ahead they planned this, she might be deceptive because of that. And that would be brilliant if that was the reason why she was like she is. Yeah, and we definitely see Pearl always trying to act like everything's okay. Like trying to push problems under the rug. And just sort of power through them, like just like stiffen in, stiffen your upper lip and carry on. I like I like in an indirect kiss. We probably could have got in there without throwing the rock, but if you're okay with it, I'm okay too, or I'm fine too. <laughs> uh, she was she was a wreck in that episode too. I just oh, yeah. I, Pearl is a very complex character, but I don't think how do I word this? Um. She's complex, but not in a way that we don't understand. I think I think we have a very good grasp of who Pearl is, just not quite why. We have speculations, but you, 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 are, are you are you getting me? I think I get what you mean. Unlike in most fiction, she has more motivations than the average character. Yeah, but we don't know the reasons for those motivations completely yet. Yeah, like, like Garnet. Garnet has a lot of depth to her. We just can't quite see all of it, and we don't quite understand Garnet 
as well as we understand Pearl and Amethyst. Which I think is what definitely helps to elevate Garnet to not only the other two gems seeing her as far more powerful and in a much higher place than her, but also also helps for us to associate Garnet as this other entity on a whole other level. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about old Steven, new Steven, old Amethyst, new Amethyst. Yeah. This is definitely old Garnet, who is just very, very stoic with the none of the warmth that she starts showing pretty soon. Yeah, like, very hard to read, but... I mean, I think she makes it pretty clear she knows what's up, and she decided not to, not to comment on it because they took care of it. Mm-hmm. But then Steven kind of forces her hand by coming to her. But, yeah, I mean, because she looked back, she made it pretty clear that she sensed Steven... And then, and then, then the, just the complete, completely unsurprised. And now you want to come clean? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that also struck me as like old Stephen of like completely oblivious to the gravity of the situation. Just like no, I just, I just, I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. <laughs> I liked that part. That was yeah, great. It was cute. It was really good. I like old Stephen. Not to say I don't like new Stephen, but I like old Stephen. That was that was a great new that was a great old Steven moment. Yeah. I think that's on par with um going back in time to get versions of your past self so you can start a band. <laughs> like you have unlimited worldly power and you just want to make a band. Could be worse. He could have used it to get, you know, to uh do deliver comebacks to Lars, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was the same uh that was the same uh artifact too. Yeah, yeah. I think I said this before, but I think that that is a gym artifact powered by a gym, but the gym has been like ground down into dust. That's hardcore. Yeah, that's it's it doesn't get more hardcore than that. And then you just break it. <laughs> Way to go, Steven. Murderer. Yeah. But yeah, overall driven to overall, desperation. Yeah. <laughs> overall this is this is a decent episode. We got to see like the very specific relationship between Pearl and Amethyst. You know, again, I loved the music, especially during oh, the yeah. secret day. Yeah, the music part. was super... It, it was so appropriate. Like, so, so appropriate. It didn't feel out of place once. <laughs> it was really I, good. I, I just I just love the music. Breaks down, he does the whisper of the name, and then starts back up. Yeah. Uh, that was... Uh, that and they... Yeah, pretty good comedic timing on when to choose the pauses too. Oh. You know, he's wrestling with uh with a arm after, you know, Pearl and Amethyst have both effortlessly destroyed their gems and Steven's like, Nope, can't, no, can't no, handle no. this. Give me a minute. <laughs> I got this, I got this. Yeah, I I love this episode. I really do. I think I say that about most episodes. But yeah, I but love this episode. Th- this one's always been one of my favorites. It's, you know, it's cute. one of my many many favorites, but you know it, it gets it gets another gold star. I'm gonna give it, yeah, I'm gonna give it the GC seal of approval. Boom! I just just a robot like giving a thumbs up. There you go. Uh, yeah. So good. And any further thoughts? Um, I had something. Uh, I can't quite remember it. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's nothing. Again, Garnet really beat amethyst and pearl really yeah, badly like I to mean, a pulp 
I mean, mm. she she started off with the element of surprise, but she didn't press the advantage. She gave Pearl and Amethyst time to collect themselves before she proceeded to beat them into the dust, so to speak. Mm. I mean, and she did that with just grabbing with her big arms. Her big old hands. So guys, that was Secret Tea. Uh, listen to us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. Later, kiddos! Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.